We were really loud and we didn't know how to play yeah. and a lot of people misconstrued that for being a punk band. We were going to take the lazy man's route. We said we'd get a good producer. It's going to make us a great record. We're going to sit back and watch it happen. We kind of tried that and thought, no, oh, damn it, we're going to have to go in and work. Slowly, but surely, we could probably maybe get on the radio. Probably, maybe. We, we did wild shit, but it, it's been, it still travels with us now because people see us flop at one gig and blame it right down on, like, booze and stuff. And we could be stone-cold sober and just not feel like playing and people just, just don't get it. They just think we're drunk all the time. And there was ever a point where you actually, there's sort of a story going around, you actually sat down and said, this time we're going in this direction, it's going to be all new, this is the new replacements, was there ever any conscious decision well, like that? That was the story we started, it was basically <laughs> yeah, the same old stuff. grew a little too long with that one. I had a guy come up to me last night and said, I really love your old record, but boy, this new one, I think it really sucks. We apologize, here they are, the replacements. What the hell are we doing here? And my wife's still here, my baby's shoes. I'm glad she might refuse. Tonight, tonight, we're gonna take a stab. Fellow Earth Babies, and welcome to Post-Funk Heartstrings. I'm Jimmy James S. Butler, and we heard some sound bites from various interviews with The Replacements circa 1989, around the time that their album Don't Tell a Soul came out. Don't Tell a Soul is a much maligned release from The Replacements, often rated near or at the bottom of the list of the best replacement albums. Well, guess what? My guest today, Stephen Wesley Giles and I both feel like this is the best Replacements album. Don't get me wrong, we love a lot of what the Replacements did on all of their other albums. They have some really fantastic songs, but we both feel that Don't Tell a Soul and All Shook Down rate among the top two Replacement albums with Don't Tell a Soul edging out All Shook Down. I welcome everyone to the episode. I welcome especially any fans of The Replacements who have found their way to this episode. I'm quite sure that most fans of The Replacements are going to disagree with our conclusion and our thought process and our opinions on this one. But nevertheless, this is where Steve and I sit. So let's just get into this, right? Welcome to The Talent Show. It's too late to turn back. Here we go. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> okay, here we go. You're good. You're good. Good. That's a true statement. Is that is that a greeting or a true statement? It's a true. St I am. I am generally good. Uh, a yeah. good person. You you are a good person. <laughs> I believe that. I believe you're a good person. Thank you. <laughs> let's let's talk about rock and roll ghost. Let's talk about rock and roll ghost. <laughs> Rock and roll ghost. I love that song. Oh, man. Yeah. You ready? You ready to talk about it? 
Uh, let's do it. I got let's a few notes. I really didn't, you know, sometimes I, I sometimes I, I take do... notes, but this one, I just kind of wrote a few things, some questions and just in case, but yeah. I was like, Steve and I will just have a discussion. Yeah. Let's and talk, see where, wherever it goes. Right. So how did you I told... find this album? By the way. Oh, good. Yeah. Where, when did oh, you, you beat come me to upon it. this album? You, beat, you, you stay in your lane. <laughs> You, you, oh, I'm sorry. The kids Let are me step, stepping back. You stay in your <laughs> take a seat. Take a seat. Who's being interviewed I, here? I heard that a really good a one the other day. God, I, I wish I. It was like staying. My kids use all these, so because they're in their 20s to late 20s. You stay in your lane. Take a seat. And there was another one that I heard the other day. That I was like, oh, that's that's gold. And I can't fucking remember what it was, but it was it was super. Okay, so yeah, my recollection, and it's been a long time because it was right after it came out. I know it was right after it came out because it was before All Shook Down came out. So mm. it was See, probably... I came to, yeah, okay, keep going. I didn't it get that, it when it came out. It was probably 1990, maybe? It might. It was. Oh, when it, it came when out it in 89. I think it came yeah. out in 89. I had to look it up because I, I was like, I, I'm yeah, sure it was, pretty sure it was late 80s. Was but I, yeah, I think I was just looking for... I was looking for anything cool then that was not the mainstream because i you know i was raised with the christian stuff right and i listened to secular too i had brothers and sisters that that's all they listened to there was no christian music but i was a little more sheltered and a little more you know i went to a christian school and um i think you did too right yeah um, christian high school or no, i went to no. christian okay. university christian yes I was in that's a public right high school yeah Azusa. yeah i went to azusa pacific um, after the revival after the Sousa Street revival. There was no <laughs> revival at that time. Yeah, luckily I avoided that. Um, but uh, I found it while I was at Azusa Pacific University mm -hmm. on choir tour my freshman year. There's a guy who I'm still friends with. His name's Ace, after Ace Freely. Ace. He plays lead nice. guitar. He's a really good guitar player. And his name's Sean Hall. And he told me... We were at this like gas station and it had one of those little turn style things with cassette oh, yeah. tapes in it. Yeah. And it was, yeah. they were like two ninety nine or something for, <laughs> he said, get these two. And he handed me, don't tell a soul and all shook down. So that's, I got those. And I just listened to them on my Walkman during uh, this choir tour where we toured quite a bit for summer months. Um, and I just loved it. You know, it was like so good, just instantly like was like really excited about it. And I didn't go back necessarily and like just get every single record at that point. Like I've gone yeah. back and I appreciate and love a lot of stuff on the earlier records, but yeah. I really, really like these two records a lot. Like, yeah, I, and I love Paul Westerberg's most of Paul Westerberg's solo stuff, mm -hmm. too. Talent show. I just love oh how that gosh. song starts. Like it's an actual talent show and it's so... <laughs> raw and then it, how it so kicks great. in and it's so good and it has that part in the middle that where they're kind of like it falls yeah apart where it breaks down it's so great oh it's so good <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love, 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 love that. Um, and, yeah, and we'll get to that. 
Um, yeah. Okay. No, that's Sorry. cool. So that's where I discovered the record first. Yeah. That's how yeah. I first so came I think to replace it. I'm pretty sure I I just saw kind of the same thing. I saw it like you know display or or bin of you know cassette whatever and bin of cassettes or you know remember they used to have the bins or they'd have a bunch of stuff. I saw it and I was like, I just saw the cover and I was like, and I saw the name because because in those days everything that was the if it's the call if it's the replacements if it's the cure if it's a the and the cover looks cool there's a good chance that's it's going to be some cool modern <laughs> rock you or whatever it. you know so i was like i'm getting it and i just man it it blew me away like and i that was don't tell a soul i got all shook down you know after it came when it came out but um i was like man this is amazing and i probably paid it three or four bucks for it and i was like i can't i was like i can't believe i don't know i don't know anything about who this band is and I didn't know for years even what came before that for the replacements. Yeah. You could have told me this is their first album and I would have been, oh, okay. Yeah. I had right. no clue. Right. No clue. And like you, since then, I've I've listened back to the other ones and I appreciate, you know, parts of them and some parts I appreciate a lot. Um, but um, this one and All Shook Down kind of have a special place for me too, just because maybe it's because it's the first thing thing I discovered. Yeah. Um, but they're just a completely different category than the other albums. And that's part of what, when I told you, I wanted to talk about the replacements if I wanted to talk about Don't Tell a Soul, because it's widely hated by Matt's fans. <laughs> and I knew that you liked it because we had talked about it before. Um, yeah. I, I think we talked about it last time we talked and you don't remember, but way back in when we first interacted back in the late 90s by uh juno or what juno mail or whatever it was you mentioned oh uh you mentioned yeah. the album um then and and i think at that time you told me you really liked all shook down so i'm gonna let you talk but i did want to say a couple things first of all i put a poll there's like a um shoot i can't remember i'm in a few groups that are like post-punk groups on facebook you know so it's full of like people who are like kind of elitist <laughs> i mean to be honest uh -huh. right so I put a poll on there, like your favorite uh, replacements album. Okay. So you see this now, right? This is my poll oh, yeah. that I put on Facebook. <laughs> so I don't think there's a big surprise of what has, what has the biggest bar. Are yeah. you surprised by that? Let it be. No, That's I've heard a lot of people. Like if you go reading, you know, let it be is the, be the best one. You know, it's it. That's what all hardcore fans especially those from the beginning are gonna say yeah um, right tim made a good showing <laughs> pleased to meet me made a good showing um don't tell a soul made a showing all shook down zero <laughs> all shook down got no love whatsoever yeah, that that makes me so sad um i would have selected it i know uh, i accidentally put a hot nanny <laughs> so i wrote I, I i typed these in so oh, it's hot funny. nanny it's not hoot nanny i've changed the name but that that's got fine. a little bit there's always one of these guys whenever I do something like that. some guy put who at the bottom, like somebody put that in. I didn't put that in. Somebody, <laughs> some smart ass is like, who? wrote it in. Yeah. Some Twice. non, non mats. Yeah. I don't know why the second one's not as emphatic because it's one question mark rather than Ooh. five. <laughs> and the listeners can't see this. Let it be. Did have some really good songs. It did. Uh, it did. Um, androgynous, unsatisfied yeah. answering machine. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about why out. I don't, think it's but i didn't know those okay. i didn't know any of that get out of here. way way later right 
I think I got like a box set or something. And then the yeah. one with the ship on it, I forget what it was called, but it was some cool CD release that kind the of ship on it. Um, it had like a ship on it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't one of the main. Was it one of the main? Releases? It was like a. It was like in two thousand and. Yeah. Uh, something, or late late nineties maybe. What was it called? Compilation albums. All for nothing. Nothing for all. I think is what it was. Yeah. But then I tried to look up each member of the replacements and what their favorite replacements album was. And the oh. only one I found was Tommy Stinson. But he was the bassist, right? Um, yeah. One of the founding members. I think they said he was like 11 when they started the band in their basement. He and his brother, Bob Stinson, right? And what album so, did he say? All Shook Down was his favorite. That surprises me. I don't know why. I was just surprised by that. Not because I don't like the album, but be just because... I don't know. Does that not surprise you? You know, I probably they probably really loved it because it's like later and they had worked on it and he was maybe a more, I don't know, like he was at that age when he was starting to take in music. And... I just think it's really interesting, especially with his brother basically getting removed. We're going to use the word removed from the band. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to mention that because I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Okay, I think his top three were All Shook Down. Shoot, what was the second one? I know the third one was Tim. Oh, pleased to meet me. So it was all oh. shook down. Pleased to meet me, and then Tim. So respectable choices, I think. Yeah. Um, so I got a lot to say, but I want you to say. <laughs> you know, I want you to jump in with um, whatever you want to jump in with. Sure. Because I got thoughts on the history of the replacements and the kind of band they are or were. Oh What's man, <laughs> did you read the uh, Trouble Boys? No, is that a is, it's is a, it an actual like book a about that? Autobiography, yeah. I watched the documentary, Color Me. Color not, Me. You need to watch it. I it's haven't on, watched the documentary. It's, do you know about it? Yeah, I know about it. It's Color Me. It's not yeah. Color Me Impressed. That's their song. Oh, oh it shoot. might be Color Me Impressed, though. It might be. I think it's free, like if you have streaming, like Roku or something. Color um, Me Obsessed. Yes, that's it. Color Me Obsessed. I did watch that. See, I didn't know. Maybe you knew about this before because you you might be a bigger fan than me. I'm not sure. I want to talk about that too. But I haven't watched the. I didn't see that movie. But, so obviously, so uh, I'm a bigger <laughs> fan. You you suck. But I read the book. But you but you wrote a song about, about Paul. So I did write um, a song about. Paul. And you read the book. That's that's more of a commitment than the documentary. Watching. The documentary. Yeah, we, even I though that documentary is like close. the documentary is like two hours at least. I think, and it's oh, wow. all. It's all documentary, if you know what I mean. It's not. It's all like shots of a bunch of different people talking. It's not music, and it's like all to people talking and just people giving their opinion. <laughs> and I didn't know really about their history till I started watching that. I was digging into this to do this this chat. I didn't realize how fucked up they were. <laughs> Dude, they were so fucked, and they were their own worst enemy. Their own. I worst read the book. Yes, enemy. they were their own worst enemy. They. Uh, it's amazing they got as many people hearing their music as they did with how self-destructive they were. Yeah. Um, which I think is a testament to the songs. Yeah. Um, being so good. I think uh, the one of the reasons they stuck out is because they Paul wrote songs. Like he was a songwriter and he he wrote hooks. He he has clever he has a lot of clever turns of phrase. Yeah. He does a lot of really cool things with common phrases, which I love, mm -hmm. love, love, love. Like it just, you almost don't notice it because it's so well done and 
he's so good at that. Like, I think that's one yeah. of the things that I really love about just everything that he's done. He's in that category of people that do that. And you're like, how did he do that? It's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. He's wow. just has something. I, I think that's a big part of it. I think he's just, he's got like that thing. Yeah. That a lot of people don't have. I think, and, and, you know, we'll jump around here, but I think that's why I think don't tell a soul is full of that. It's full yeah. of that on every song. There's a lot of it, which is one of the reasons this is my favorite album. And I think it's their best album. That's one of the reasons I think I've got other reasons, but I think it's full of his turn of phrase and his wordplay. Yeah. That's like, wow. It's just a wow. Like every step of the way, pretty much for me. But Yeah. This is uh, like, like the line in the very first song. Um <laughs> so great got an offer you might refuse you know <laughs> i'm just like it's and it's that's a cool line he's so autobiographical is that a word autobiographical autobiographical sure <laughs> it is autobiographical autobiographical <laughs> yeah he's telling a lot of his story in the lyrics he's right and i don't think that's just on this album for sure but no this album no. was kind of like this moment of this is like our last heave ho or whatever and even though it's our last heave ho I'm going to put all these tongue in cheek things in, you know? So talking about the first song talent show until I started looking into this, I hadn't seen the footage of, uh, it was from a, uh, award show, a music award show. Have you seen that? Um, it was after the album no. came out. Oh, let's see. Ooh. Let me see. I've got it written. You, yeah. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. I think I want to say it was like some music award show or whatever. And they did that song. And it was just, it was so awesome. It just was so apropos. They're on the show. I think he says, what the hell are we doing here at the beginning? But when he starts, you know, uh -huh. and, and then the song talks about, we go on after some lip sync chicks or whatever. And they made them change, um, feeling good from the pills we took, right? They, they wouldn't oh, let funny. them sing that. They wouldn't let them sing that. So on this thing, I forgot what they said. They said, feeling good. I can't remember what they said in place of it, feeling good from the pills we took. But then later he says, it's too late to take pills. Here oh, we go. And then he put so them he in threw the end. it in at the end, even though he wasn't supposed to, because they were supposed to not say it. Once again, you guys are doing a very replacements thing, but you're like- Yeah, he was always middle finger. Shooting yourself. <laughs> and he stuck his tongue <laughs> yeah, out of he... the camera, I think at the beginning of it. You have to watch it if you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I pulled it up. And Matt Dillon's in the audience. I guess Matt Dillon's a big replacements fan. So he's in the audience like, <laughs> you know they show him rocking he's like loving pumping it. his fist or loving something it. oh yeah. yeah there's the yeah 46 seconds oh, in uh paul sticks his tongue out at the camera yeah. the camera comes up he's like eh. and then he probably has a fuck you look on his face when he yeah. did the hill line at the end but uh yeah <laughs> i did oh i put in the chat there i did like a oh for inktober i did a oh, yeah. speed draw of the album cover i oh, drew the cool. album cover and like did my own little uh acoustic oh, instrumental version of talent Sweet. show that i did for the backing oh, I, didn't know I, that. I had a lot of time i'll put that in the, in the podcast notes yeah, yeah. I'll put that in the notes and I'll, i love yeah, it i can't wait to look at that yeah yeah it's really I, I i like had a lot of fun doing that so gosh i love talent show i love the energy of that song how it kicks off the album it's just sort of like hints at that perfect whole... beginning yeah it is a perfect beginning like such a great and I think um, he said, Hey, yeah, it was, we thought, I thought it was a great way to start. Cause we usually start out with like some strong track, you know, come right out of the gate, you know, sort of with something roaring or whatever, but we're going to start with this on this one, but yeah, 
<laughs> how great right it's like okay so great <laughs> so great here we and are at the talent show we're like you know this is our shot at finally making it our last chance there's there's a lot of lyrics in these songs that are on it that kind of refer to their situation as a band i think yeah I'm a little, let's see so the next song is back to back yeah. let's see um, love that one i think there's illusions in there because it says why don't, why don't you put a book up on our heads put some pistols in our hands count 20 paces at dawn count 20 questions we'll get wrong yeah yeah why don't you put a book up on our heads and put some pistols in our hands count 20 paces at dawn count 20 questions we'll get wrong You interpret what you interpret, right? But yeah, like, okay. I think that's maybe an illusion also. But you know, he wrote these songs that could be taken different ways, right? You know, and and they're so they're just so catchy, so catchy. That's the thing. They're catchy. Uh, I was thinking about the differences between the previous albums and this one, and I was thinking like a lot. Of, there's so such great songs on a lot of the previous albums these songs on this album seem to be catchy all the way through. You know, it's not like you're waiting for that moment where, oh, God, I love this part. I can't wait for this part. And there are some moments in these too, like that, right? But I feel like for me, and and part of it's the ear ear of the beholder, right? But I feel like I listen to these and I'm like, I love this all the fucking way through. It's not like I have to wait for him to scream something or for that, you know, little guitar thing they do or whatever, Oh, this this part's awesome. It's like it's all the way through these, for me. Yeah, and I think you have all the experience they've had from touring and writing and being in the studio. So they have all that. They also um, bought. They had a uh, Slim playing mm-hmm. guitar. Slim uh, Dunlap, and he's such a great player and brought a lot to the recording. I think there's a lot of and... talk about the production of this album by Chris Lord Alge. I, I guess that's how you say his name. I don't know. I always thought it was um, algae. Okay. <laughs> but it, pro- it could be. I don't it know might not be, though. It looks it like algae. Let's, it's, algae's more fun. It Chris is more Lord fun. Alge. Algae. Chris Lord Algae. And you got to do it like, you got to draw it out. Chris Lord Algae. Algae. Chris Lord Algae. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But there's been a lot of talk about that. So have you listened to the Matt Wallace produced version, the Dead Man's Pop? Yeah. And I honestly don't like it as much because i don't either i just because of how i've heard it my my whole life it's like I, I, it's just nostalgia i've it, tried anytime to a objective. band does that it's yeah. very rare unless it's just yeah. a remaster where they're just bringing the levels up and making it sound punchier you know like where i like what they do because there was something about that original recording is what caught my yeah. and it, it's not because the songs because it's the exact same song uh, lyrically but like, there's different like arrangements, right? Like, some oh, of yeah. are like arranged differently, and like, yeah. I remember hearing it going, oh, uh, you know, I, there's some things that I thought were kind of cool, mm-hmm. um, 
but I see why the the ones that made the record made the record the way they did. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good decision. If, if I I think Matt Wallace did. I mean, he did those at the time. He had a version of them. He redid it for Dead Man's Pop, I think. But I think there was a version of his production at the time that either got lost or something happened to it or something. Yeah, lost exactly Uh because air quotes. I mean, that could be one of those situations where they lost it and hit it somewhere. Yeah, the record company wanted a more radio friendly produced, you know, and I I guess Chris Lord Algae was, I think, kind of known for that. Maybe I I can't remember what other bands he did, but personally, I think they needed the production (laughs) in a way to make the album like what it was. But yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, you know, I tried to be objective. Maybe it's because I how I heard it, but I really prefer the album as it was um, compared to the other. It's fun to be yeah. able to listen to a different, you know, yeah. or different yeah. arrangement. Different arrangement, I think is a better way to say it. But the, um, okay, the here's a production thing I love is the start of "Will Inherit the Earth" Not on like, Matt Wallace or the or this on this one on this yeah. on the original. It's better on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't even remember the metal. I probably not, didn't. I, I'm trying to pull it in my head. I just remember. I probably can if I think about it long enough. But I just remember it's not. It's like what it what's happening there. I think this is much better. But I I read it. It goes dun in it. Yeah, it's got that. those little. It's got that cool guitar. It's sort of like it sort of fades in, and then it's got that acoustic guitar kind of driving. That sort of like yes, yeah. It's sort of like the spacey. Like I have it pulled up. There's actually, you can hear him singing, like kind of buried under some like chorus or um, yeah. some kind of thick effect. And then that guitar. Yeah, they're singing. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't even notice that before. I love it. It's, I, it's it, such a great song. That was probably the one that jumped out to me the most when I first got the album, maybe because of my background, <laughs> you know, because oh, it's yeah. like, from, the, from uh, the Beatitudes or whatever, you know, isn't that what it's called? The mm-hmm. Beatitudes where they're talking about, you know, the meek yeah, will inherit the, the, the earth. Shall inherit the earth. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that was it. But yeah, the, the, I mean, that is a, a huge part of how that like why that resonated with me, too. And then it's just like <laughs> the our lips will quell. I love yeah, that line. Yeah. So I actually, artsy. on my notes, I actually pulled the lyrics out for each song, and that was one of the ones I pulled. We watch the world from the padded cell, and our eyes scream, and what our lips must quell. 
oh, oh well. well. And then I think there's a guitar solo right after that, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I love, you know, I love also when he's sort of semi-screams at the top of our lungs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so great. So great. And there's so many moments like that in the different songs here. He sounds yeah, very and this earnest. this song has so many huge moments, like that scream at the end where it just kind of echoes out. And then he says, I got my hands in my pockets and I'm waiting for the day to come. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hands interpreting in this pocket. whole thing. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the day to come. <laughs> oh, man. So, so good. Great. Yeah. How does anybody that's... not like this album? I don't understand. Because it, it, it just wasn't like raw. It wasn't as raw and punk as... That's what I, yeah, see, that's my... You're going to hear my theory on what I think. <laughs> I think there's... Yeah, that's part of it. It didn't lean to punk and bar music as much as the previous releases. I can almost include Please to Meet Me in there, but I don't really feel like I can. But before that, it was very bar music and punky type music. So I think that joined with sort of an elitist mentality of like, I was a fan when they were, you know, before they sold out with Don't Tell a Soul. <laughs> <laughs> and the love of them fucking themselves. <laughs> Mm -hmm. before that in mm -hmm. performances in album you know in, yeah i didn't really learn about that till way later too. i didn't like either when i i didn't got into that. the message boards and there, there was a, yeah. this thing called i think it was the skyway was like a yeah like a, a fan yeah. email slash uh message board um and that like just like hearing these little pieces bits and pieces of stories and uh uh, about the albums and what everyone was up to and you know just like further cemented them in my mind like just like how much i how awesome and the fact that people cared enough to like even have these conversations yeah. because yeah. the songs were there because there was something about them that was more than just a three chord power pop yeah. rock punk whatever not that there's like not legions of fans dedicated to bands that do that too. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there was something deeper than just the attitude or even just the drunken band mythology that they really did do. I mean, that was, that was, you did not, as, as it sounds like you would never know what show you were getting um, from yeah. the replacements, Yeah, which was part of like the, maybe the fun of seeing them unless you're yeah. seeing them for the first time and you didn't know about this is probably like super frustrating. Um, but yeah, it, it's, um, yeah. So I get the people that don't like, like sort of there's most people like please to meet me, but a lot of people like from, from please to meet me on or like, Oh, that's, you know, sellouts or whatever. And I get, I kind of get that perspective, like from certain fans that were like really engaged before that. Right. And I see like the way I see those early albums is I see like all the awesome songs that are like, oh, wait, that there's that potential. Like they're yeah, growing. Had, like, He's growing as songs. a songwriter. He's he You can tell like, man, that's that's super awesome. Like what they did there. It's just the albums are not as consistent. Like they're kind of like, I mean, when you I, even yeah. let it be that like when you say when somebody picks let it be as their favorite, I'm like, so you like Gary's got a boner. You like yeah. that? You you think that's consistent with unsatisfied? Is that one on that? That's what's on yeah, that, uh, or is it um, androgynous? It be, androgynous it be, is yeah. on there. I'm pretty sure. Answering machine is on there. 
The answering machine is great. Unsatisfied, yeah. So unsat you That's think unsatisfied story. and Gary's got a boner are equivalent. <laughs> or even right. um Tommy is gets it, his tonsils out. Tommy gets his tonsils out. So I mean that was not, a co-write with those are all to me, those are like those are like karaoke type bars, like yeah. you're just messing around. Androgynous was just Westerberg. Unsatisfied was just Westerberg. Answering machine was Westerberg. I will dare was Westerberg. That song is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Those were solo written by Westerberg. So it's not like it's not that I don't think Let It Be is an awesome album. I'm just like, don't tell a soul. And I would even say, please to meet me are so much more consistent. Even the one song that's kind of like a punky bar song, I won't. Mm -hmm. On Don't Tell a Soul, it fits on Don't Tell a Soul with the rest of this. I mean, it it fit. It works together. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so it just floors me that fans are like pissing all over. Don't tell us all. Yeah. Uh, I have heard people, you know, I've heard some other podcasts and stuff because I usually listen to podcasts if I'm going to do a band. So I don't do the same thing somebody else already did. Yeah. But I've heard other people be like, anybody who says don't tell a soul is not a good album is just wrong. They so, are wrong. So you're yeah, all wrong. Everyone, every all one wrong. of you. <laughs> Every single one of you listening right now. I don't if you know. you ever thought that this wasn't going to... No, I, I love but, those. But, and but I love I a see, lot of those like, records. Like Answering Machine is off. I, even what's the one Can't shoot, senior wait. video? Oh, oh, my God. That's a oh, great yeah, song. Video. And I don't really... Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of instrumentals. And it's mostly an instrumental till the end. But that's a really great song. Why did they put... Oh, what did I... Oh, I read this. What's the Kiss song that's on there? Black Denim, is that a kiss song? Oh, yeah, Black Diamond. Or Black Diamond. Why is that song on the album? I was like, why is this song on the album? Well, I read they were looking for another song. They needed one more song to put on, so they did a cover of, of a kiss song. So to me, that's like, that right there is case in point why this is not, this is not the best replacements album. It's good. It might be your favorite, but, you know, I don't know. There's a skip song. I'm going, I, I'm, get, I'm getting, I'm getting riled up. <laughs> No, I, there's like songs that I would skip, you know? Yeah, that's the um, thing. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. And on, on, on like, on Don't Tell a Soul, and I think All Shook Down, I, I don't think there's any song I want to skip. Yeah, All Shook um, Down is amazing. I couldn't believe that didn't get any votes. I, and, and I think that goes back to the whole thing of, I, you know, I'm an old school, I'll use that term, I'm an old school replacements fan. So yeah. I like the early albums before they sold out. And All Shook Down came after they sold out, so therefore it cannot be a good album. But it is a good album. It's a great album. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I'll jump. I'll step yeah, off. But so, I'll step um, off the box what, for a minute. What else on this record? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, was going to ask you what your favorite tracks are. I love absolutely love Darling One. Yeah, um, Darling One. That's an interesting one because that was like one of the few that was a co-write with everybody. So who was that a co-write with? The band? The whole, everyone in the, okay. everyone in the room, I think, co-wrote that one. Um, and again, autobiographical. You can interpret some of the lyrics autobiographical. Darling one, your time has come. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was about like someone losing their virginity. Yeah, um, and that's probably right. But, but, but yeah, I'm interpreting sense. as I interpret. <laughs> I said, hey, darling one, your time 
Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, that was the Darling one was the only one that was written by everybody. It was Paul, Slim, Chris, and Tommy. Okay. All the rest of the songs were all Westerberg. So, um, talent show back to back. Asking Me Lies. I mean, even the title of Asking Me Lies is is genius to me. I mean, yeah. And, and Aiken to Be. I mean, Aiken to Be. I love the rock. I have that one pulled up. That's such a great. Aiken to Be is probably one of my favorites too. All the lyrics in that. Kind of like a movie everyone rushes to see. No one understands it. Sitting in their seats. She opens her mouth to speak. What comes out's a mystery. Thought about, not understood. She's aching to be. Oh, my God. Yeah, because every so single good. person can relate to that. I, I don't know. And that's, that bridge, that's... too. I just it's The bridge isn't anything incredible lyrically, but musically and, like, emotionally. I've been aching for a while Yes, now, I have those lyrics I've pulled been up. aching hard for years. Yeah. And he does that a lot. He'll have lyrics about she or you or whatever, and then he'll switch it to I or us. Uh huh. Like at the end, and that last line and he is does that a lot. So good. Well, I saw one of your pictures. There was nothing that I could see. If no one's on your canvas, well, I'm aching to be so wow. good. Like he. Oh my god. Yeah. There's so many great like turns of phrase. Yeah that are just not even appreciated. So like why people go back and re-listen and care about it so much um, is because there's so, it's like, uh, I feel this way about Radiohead with a lot of their recordings, like sonically, I just hear so many different things. There's, mm -hmm. They're so complex and there's so many weird little like lines and recordings and sounds that they're messing around with. And I think with Paul, melodically and sounds like they have a really good i love their i love his guitar sound i love his like tone mm -hmm. uh i saw him play live for uh 14 songs or one of the oh, one yeah. of the two yeah. two solo records and it was amazing he was so good when it came out the band was like right so good came out so that would have been a while back yeah that's awesome. yeah it was a while back it might have been 14 wow. songs it might actually have yeah. been 14 songs and it had the coolest lineup the drummer was the guy that plays for the vandals and for I think he's might play for the Foo Fighters now. Uh, shoot. Oh, what's his name? He's like a total drummer whore. He plays for everybody and he's just like really good. Like he was there and it was this other really good guitar player. Everyone was just so good. Like they were just so pro and it sound, every note was just perfect um, and sounded so tasty. But yeah, they did some of these songs, uh, mostly his solo stuff. They did a few replacement songs. Aiken to be okay. My favorite songs 
uh, rank. Yeah, I can't remember if I could rank them, but it's so hard to pick. Um, talent you? show will inherit the earth. Aiken to be, I'll be you. Rock and roll ghost, darling one. So like six yeah. of the of the songs on there just jump out like as songs that I like. I constantly like want to hear. I'll be and... you is a song that is in my head like regularly, like the lyrics for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. Rent free in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, and I'll even say it to people sometimes. Like I just say some of the lyrics or whatever. If it's a temporary Oh yeah, lull, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. am I bored right out of my skull? I'll say that all the time. If, if it's, it's a, a temporary, temporary lull, why am I, why am I bored? <laughs> I don't know why that song just sticks in my head like nothing else. It's catchy. Um it's catchy. yeah, it is. But again, a dream too tired to come true. And I do have a comment on it because he says left a rebel without a clue. And there was a lot of discussion on who came up with that phrase, rebel without a clue. Some people said, no, Tom Petty came up with that. And they said, well, Tom Petty toured with the replacements. And the word is that he borrowed that from them. But it's kind of sad that I went down this rabbit hole, actually. (laughs) Like who's who, where that phrase came from. Um, I think that's great. But, but the first, because it's, a, it's the such first a great line to use that rebel without a clue, Bonnie Tyler in 1986. Ah, um, it, the song is called okay. Rebel Without a Clue. <laughs> Lyrics written by Jim Steinman. So there you go. Interesting. So, <laughs> and Jim Steinman, Jim Steinman wrote Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, wow. Took the words right out of my mouth, holding out for a hero. Okay. <sighs> I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. So there's, Two oh, wow. songs so far. He wrote wow. Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. And he wrote Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So there's there's the off topic. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I love it. There's so many. Honestly, so I'll be using such cool lyrics, too. Oh, yeah. Only, I guess that's where best. I'm from. If I was from Canada, then yeah. I'd best be called Lonesome. Lonesome. And it, yeah. And if it's just a game, then I'll break down just in case. Did he say if I was from Canada? I always hear it as if I, I, was, I was from Canada. I, what did you? How do you hear it? I thought I, I thought it was I thought I was from Canada or something like that. But 
That's what from I thought it was from Canada. I, I think there's I think that would be I a thought whole, it was Canada. <laughs> I, I think that's funny, like how many I there's probably know. a lot of lines in there where I he, hear it one way because I never And then he had back. a dream he was Surfer Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What that means, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's all off the top of my head. Tokyo, See, I don't do a Joe. lot of lyrics off the top of my head, but that's one song that that I can sit there and do that with. And it's weird. That's one of the ones that pops into my head. Like I could not listen to the song for months and for some reason, the lyrics from it will pop into my head. <laughs> uh, but I, I love how he, this is something I always aspire to now, like in a lot of my songs, like the importance of that chorus line, that like clincher line that's at the end of the chorus the last thing you hear mm. and the most like important part, like to place it there. And oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. like, like that turnaround of like, oh yeah, I'll tell you what you could, you we could do. Setting up the rhyme for you be me for a while, I'll be you. So like, like the title, the title track, I'll be you, which is just, it's a cool phrase. It's like a cool, I'll be you. But like, just musically, like knowing to like end it on that phrase, like to like have your rhyme come around. To yeah. Like hit there. Like he does that a lot. Like he does a lot of songs where he'll have that cool, like resolution or that payoff be on that, like that line, you know? Yeah. And that's um, just songwriting skill, right? I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just like, time. that's because he studied and love, yeah. like loves music and like listens to a lot of music and, and that comes out in his writing talking about him like he was you can correct me if this is wrong I'm so you. yeah you you will correct me doggone it my understanding and and again you will correct me if i'm wrong um no, no, if I <laughs> they tommy and bob started this band and then they had chris and then paul was a janitor i think is what i read you read the I book so, so you should know I, all I, you should know everything know, and if you get anything everything. wrong if you I honestly wrong, should have reread you. You. <laughs> I honestly should have reread around the "Don't Tell a Soul" <laughs> chapters, and so that I could answer all these questions. Oh no. no. Um, um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a janitor and joined the band. And Paul doesn't get a lot of love sometimes. Where would the band be without Paul? Oh my god! In gosh, the base, in the basement, still playing music. Yeah, they would have. They'd I mean, be playing be bars, bad yeah. cover band playing bars and that's and, not and and no one hear me say don't hear what i'm not saying right that's i'm not saying I'm that not saying. i'm yeah i'm not saying that the rest of them are not important parts of the band or didn't contribute essential parts or weren't good musicians i'm just wondering without paul you know where would they be i just don't like you know? well so here's where they where they were they were a trio. So Bob met Mars, a high school dropout, with Mars playing guitar, then switching to drums. The trio called themselves Dog Breath and yeah. began covering Aerosmith, Ted Nugent, and Yes, without a singer. Yes, Bob one was day, a big Yes fan, I think, is what yeah, I Yeah, one day yeah. Westerberg, a janitor in the U.S. Senator David Durenberger's office, was walking home from work. He heard the <laughs> Thank you for the specifics on the You're senator. Welcome. Wikipedia uh, is my friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> The band eventually found a vocalist, but Westberg wanted to be the singer and took him aside one day and said, the band doesn't like you. That's right. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, that's so, yes, that's so I forgot punk rock. About that. That's, he that's basically horrible. is like, I'm, he's a usurper. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. They don't like you. I'm the singer now. <laughs> so great.
so they were the impediments. Okay. And then so dog dog breath. And then after Paul joined, they were the impediments. They became the impediments. Yeah. And then <laughs> Which is a great name being, too. I they like got banned from a venue and then they had to change their no, name. No, that's not Yeah, fun. so they changed it to the replacement. <laughs> By the uh, way, you weren't drinking. I was gonna mention you weren't you didn't have a beer. Did you did you have a beer earlier? I didn't, I should have. I'm pretty sure it's illegal <laughs> to do a podcast about a, the replacement unless you're, about the replacement unless you're drinking it. beer or sniffing cocaine or something like yeah, that. I don't, me, I don't know what their drug cocaine, of choice but... was. Oh, you know what? The <laughs> other thing I read, this was awesome. I know I'm jumping around, but this this made me think of this. I read that Tom Petty gave, I think it was Paul, when they were on tour together, he gave Paul his hat that he wore in a video. And I can't remember the Ooh. name of the video. And Paul sold like, it. Put it somewhere. Paul sold it for drugs. Oh, <laughs> that's what they said. Oh, they did so many things. <laughs> so so replacements. So re I'm going to start using that. That's going to be a new when somebody does something that's like so self-destructive or like just just like so harsh. Just Tom or, Petty's hat. I'm going to be like, oh, that's so replacements. <laughs> <laughs> so replacements. And they'll have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'll I'll know that that's all that matters. Tom Petty's hat. How could you? How dare you? I hope you? it was worth it. I hope yeah, it was. Yeah, I hope it, it was. But yeah, so, I, don't, I'm, I don't, I think you should have had a beer. I'm sorry you didn't. I'm sorry. I I'm know, not sure I'm, I can feeling, feel the same I, way about your input now, but okay. I wouldn't feel the same way about me either. <laughs> I think I. So what I'm else do you see? You see anything else, else interesting there? Um, uh, well, I'll be used. Just a great song. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, you mentioned Rock and Roll Ghost, the fabulous Rock song. and Roll Ghost. I mean, I every just, song like that song was just good, so heavy so and haunting and so good. Yeah. No one here to really... raise a toast. Be my guest yeah. and I will be the host. <laughs> so great. And then I look in the mirror and I see a Rock and Roll Ghost. Right. Yeah. Is that towards the end, right? Yeah. 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 No one here to raise a toast. Take me by the It's like they're talking about a whole other thing and then it turns back around and he's talking about himself, which I think you said earlier is possible why a lot of these songs also hit so hard is because they're coming from a real place. They're not like some theoretical poetry experiment. It's even like, I mean, lyrically, the lyrics in uh, Will Inherit the Earth are very poetic. And, and so, and there's another one too that's like that. There's a couple of them that have like a very like, different style 
lyrically. They're really cool in a different way, even in the like how very poetic, like some of the like, you know, using a word like quell in Will Inherit the Earth. But I think it rings true. I think the song rings true for some reason, you know, there's something about it that feels genuine, like the end, especially like I got my hands in my pockets and I'm waiting for the day to come, yeah. you know, like, yeah, that's so great. I don't know why, like I did not understand song that song that when way. I first heard it. And I was like, Oh, oh this is something, you know, like, this is like, uh, I just felt it, you know, I just felt it. I think that's, yeah. 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 And that's, that's what a lot of this is. Yeah. Um, even not understanding it's feeling like he, he just has an earnestness in the lyrics and like the way he delivers them on this album. We're talking about different, um, different lyrics. So anywhere is better than here. Anywhere is better than here. I oh, love yeah. you. Pr you press your luck up against his body. Up against his body. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Love that so much. That's one of the other ones that sticks in my head a lot. Now you're stuck, but you like it down and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Press your luck. Yeah. And that's what, and that one's, that's one of those songs that's got a great, like, little guitar thing, you know, at one part where he's like, anywhere is better than here. And like, he goes into this little guitar riff, like solo in the middle or bridge or whatever. You, you would know what it's called because you're a musician, but I call it a bridge. But um, yeah, bridge or a solo. Anywhere is better than, better than. Background vocals, too. They're so cool on this. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the beginning of that song too is actually pretty. Yeah. And that like yell <laughs> like that, <sighs> you know, like yeah. that. Yeah. That starting, anywhere, like, and then at the end, anywhere better than anywhere better than. And that's how it, yeah. that's kind of how it fades yeah. out that way. It's so great. Yeah. I don't know who's doing the back. Does it say who's doing it? Do you have it up? Like, I don't. 
Uh, I yeah, have I have it up. up. It says, I don't think it says. I don't have it up where it that. says who's doing. I don't know if it's Tommy. I don't know who it is. It's doing the background stuff. Might be like a gang I, vocal produced yeah, by know. Chris Mars, Matt Walls, Paul Westbrook, Slim Dunlap, formed by the replacements. Yeah, it doesn't say. I bet it says in what did you say? It's the book's called Turquoise Boys. That Trouble Boys. Trouble. Where did I get oh. turquoise at? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably my pronunciation. I love this line. You pressure. You press your luck, but you don't care. They play with your head, but they never stroke your hair. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A couple ways that could be taken. I'm not too. sure what um, that's referring to. Or. <laughs> oh my god. It works on a couple levels. Yes, it does. Like we'll, say we'll say we'll, we'll use the word works. Yeah, on a couple levels. And even just like intimacy of like actually stroking someone. What do you think about I won't? I mean, even I won't is pull that up. I think is great. Do you want me to potty? Do you want me to yakety yak? (laughs) Oh yeah. It's got, it's got, that's just a fun song. I think it's got a horn in it, right? Like, um, I don't know. I think it's a great song. It's not my typical like type of song that I absolutely love. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And I, I love that repetition. Send a letter or a note. I whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so great. It's got that pure like. It's got like that. I always think of it as like a sort of a bluesy type guitar. Oh yeah, totally. He's so that's his thing. And he wrote that one too. You said he wrote all of them except for that. He wrote everything except for Darling One. Yeah. Yeah, they were all. A lot of people saw it as the first true paul westerberg solo album all shook down was pretty much that is that right kind of i mean I know yeah i think so I too all shook down came first right it came and then, it was the last one. Oh, all shook down it was came the last after one. don't be, don't tell us okay oh, okay and i've okay, read okay. that a lot of people consider all shook down the basically a solo album yeah i'm gonna i want to but by paul okay. but but i mean tommy was on it and it's his favorite that's yeah. why it surprised me that it was his favorite because i've always read that's basically a paul Westerberg solo album and I'm like yeah I'm not oh yeah my little I mean I get why they torture, say that all shook down attitude when it began someone take the wheel someone, someone take the wheel and inherit the earth the I feel wheel. are like I feel like those two songs are like they actually are like the same song to me um I know it's yeah. not but it no, feels I, like I, it's I like I think I understand what you're saying you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I feel like it comes from kind of the same place it's even I don't know if it's in the same place. Been out of shape. Nobody. Yeah, that's a Merry great go too. round is just so. Every song on there is good too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's to me that's that all album songs written by different. Paul Westerberg, except as indicated. And that album doesn't have as much. I'm going to use the word muscle, mm. but maybe okay. that's not the right word. It doesn't have as many muscle points as like like the rock, like those hard guitar rockers, like sort of harsh. I don't know what I don't even I can't use the right words. But, yeah, no, but I know what you're saying like but, yeah, there's like but it's just as good of an album. Tone. It's just di- it's just different, you know. Yeah. But it's as full. It's as full and consistent as Don't Tell a Soul to me. So that totally. speaks again to Paul, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's just such a Speaking great of, I was going to ask you so um on LA was our Alamo for a push start mm-hmm. wagon. We talked about this last time. Paul. Mm-hmm. That song's about Paul Westerberg. So is that oh, the yeah. only, that was one of my questions. It like, references a Paul Westerberg lyric too. It, yeah. It, it references it does, uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah. Hardly Wait, yeah. which we covered. Jesus um, Rides Beside Jesus Me. Jesus Rides <laughs> Beside Me. Never buys any smokes. Hurry up, hurry up. 
I had enough of this stuff. Ashtray floors, dirty clothes, filthy jokes. So one of my questions was, is that the only song you've written that references the replacements? Um, I assume, I guess that's assume. I'm assuming you wrote that. I did. <laughs> no, sure no, I did. It. I you wrote, wrote the lyrics at least. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote the lyrics and the general vibe of the song. I wrote yeah. that and the band arranged it and it became, yeah. you know, the way it was. And, but by the way, it really was uh, me. If the listeners Eric. haven't checked out LA was our Alamo, go do it. Right. Yeah. I think you, if you, especially, I think if you like this it goes record, a ways back, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it yeah. would fit in with the, some of the songs on the playlist with a, with a. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't tell yeah. a soul. Paul's a great song. I don't think I have any other specific references to Paul and the Western and the replacements. Um, I was trying to remember. I, I couldn't find the lyrics to that and I couldn't remember them all. I was going to ask you a question about something. Is there something about, shoot, I'm trying to think of it. I'm pulling, I'm looking for it too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have them. I couldn't find them. I, I know I have the lyrics in my hard drive. Yeah, I'm sure not, you have them uh, somewhere. Um, if they're not on this. Uh, was there something about a hearse? No. Um, yeah 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 and paul yeah what, what was that one. yeah what was that line about, line about? I, I always wondered what i was going to ask you and we didn't get last time you know we talked about a lot of things i'm going to pull it up this is very, see if you can find it this is very related to what we're yeah see if you can find it because i'm i'm very I curious you, what that was and i think um, they didn't they have a tour where they had a hearse on their sh I, I looked it up and i was like that they, i didn't I know saw a tour, i saw a tour shirt with something on it that i was like oh maybe that's where steve got no the, so the here's the line here's the line so mm -hmm. 30 seconds looking away 30 years of saying some other day you never thought you'd be the replacement straight replacement reference you said jesus wouldn't buy you no smokes he wouldn't laugh at all your off-color jokes but you keep coming back like a hearse cadillac to the funeral yes. home that you took out on loan it, there, well, honestly, it was just a cool image to me. And it was like a cool kind of extended metaphor, like just kind of, I, I just kind of, you keep coming back like a hearse Cadillac to the funeral home that you took out on loan. No. So what, what does like, that mean? You're talking about keeping I don't keep know what it means. <laughs> you tell me know. right now. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, <laughs> I want to put your lyrics in a box, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I, I wish I knew. It exactly. has one meaning and one meaning. No, no. Yeah, no, no, it definitely doesn't. I mean, it was all around Paul Westerberg. It was all That's a great around. lyric, by the way. Yeah, I love it. Congratulations. I love it. And I love that I don't I mean, fully know. It's, it's like, catchy. 
like it sticks in your head and it's unique, right? So it, it kind of makes that impression on your gray matter, like that you're going to yeah. remember. Yeah. That's like, actually, that's a song. Well I done. Should, I should perform that one live. Like well when done. I do my solo sets, that's a good song. Yeah. Which I'll see someday when, <laughs> yeah. I, when I take a quick trip over to California. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I just will tour and, uh, yeah, yeah, that, I fits, love my, that fits into your life scope right now, touring and it it really could. You never know. Could. I got my right? I'm getting a passport and uh here you go. And uh I have friends all over the world. Well, you need a passport to go to the Midwest. That's for sure. Yeah, I do. I think you need to, <laughs> if you don't this is flyover <laughs> I think country. Soon if you, we'll if need you stop, passports it's flyover country. Pass between if you stop red and blue states. reason. <laughs> yeah, to pass between red and blue states, we'll have to That's uh, right. Well, I had another yeah, question. Well, this is related. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, go ahead. Oh, I, I have another second question. verse. I'm pretty proud of the second verse too. Oh, go ahead. Replaced, yeah, let's do that first. You replaced all the lights in your van. Then you replaced the guys who played in your van. And, yes, and you never yes. thought you'd be the replacement. You'd be the replacement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give you a genius, genius lyrics. Thank, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's all you needed to fulfill your life. I listened to a lot of replacements my, to get there. My... <laughs> And half was the my, lyrics in was there my are validation that it's genius. Literally, Paul Westerberg's lyrics are part of the lyrics in the song. So <laughs> right, <laughs> um, well written. I think I told you last last time we talked, there was somebody who reviewed your the the album on it was Phantom Tollbooth. Remember we talked about that? Oh yeah. And yeah. they were like, "Why do artists do this? You know, about Jesus and say things." I'm like, he's freaking quoting a replacement song. He's not even yeah. making a freaking statement about Jesus. And I think it was about like um, minimizing who Jesus is, like making him sort of a character or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because that would be horrible. Yeah. That would be horrible to bring Jesus down to our level for any reason. <laughs> yes. Another great reason to leave. Holy crap. Um, oh my God. Okay. So yeah. I got another question. Okay. So yeah. of all the other songs you've ever written or been involved in making, what is the closest song to a replacement song? I mean, I think or maybe it's Paul, that song. <laughs> Paul might have been in the. I wonder if that record even maybe has it might it. be that one. Yeah, you might have been channeling the replacements when you made. That. I think on that song, especially I'd the probably... especially the Paul, you know, more Paul. Yeah, inspired. Because yeah. I would say that my, my solo music. records weren't anything like the replacements. Yeah, or even Paul Westerberg, really. Even though or I love... even push start, like some of the push start stuff was a little more, yeah, a little closer to punky. Stuff is more, more pop punky. Well, the first album was a little more closer to punky. Yeah, the second um, one was us trying to be Wilco. Yeah, honestly, it was, and I and I I'm pretty upset. I don't know why you would try that. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally we really kidding. we really loved. Uh, I wouldn't have even. I'm known trying to break time. your heart. Summer yeah. Teeth, actually, the Summer Teeth album is the record. So, like, I came to the Wilco, the Wilco, like, after Wilco. a lot of people. <laughs> I came to the Wilco um, after a lot of people. Like, I like their later. Me too. Like, yeah. I like. I came to it later. Summer Teeth I, is, like, like, my introduction to the band and loved it. And then I Am Trying to Break Your Heart was, like, wow, this is, whoa. This, that was, like, right when... I think OK Computer had come out and that came out around then. And it was like dense and weird like that. Like I had to listen to it a couple of times and it was like it grew on each listen and I loved it more and more. And like the amount of thought that went into that and the heart that went into it. I know there's a lot of like dark, there's a lot of darkness on that record for Jeff Tweedy too because of like what was going on with him personally with his like drug abuse and stuff. But yeah. 
I love, I just love that record. Um, and then like Sky Blue Sky, I really, really love that record. And that was very different, very like kind of where they're at now, sort of. It's like a little more like rootsy, but I don't know. Why are we talking about? Uh, That's because... one of those bands that I is on my list of, I need to spend some time exploring everything and I haven't. I know there's so I have much a lot of those on my list. I'm like, I know they're going to be awesome because I've just heard enough people talk about them. Yeah. The Wilco's just got you know? some really, yeah. Jeff Tweedy's like a really amazing songwriter. He's, he has a book that I was going to buy. Um, it might be how to write good songs or yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's probably yeah. not the title of I, it, but it's something like, no, that. yeah. It's how to write one good song. Yes. I think that's what, what that's it. Yeah. I actually did a, a YouTube video on how to, I did two so it's from his book how to write one song and yeah, then he did yeah. these songwriting exercises I actually made two videos where i'll put a i'll put a link in there but where i just basically said here's the process he talks about and it's so good it's like it was really inspiring um i was already at a place where i'm writing a lot of music but it was cool because yeah. it was like it just gave me like he just pl he plays with words all the time he's like he's trying to you know do that's why his like he has great lyrics too. His lyrics are really cool. He's really influenced by like beat poets and mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. But yeah, I I love uh, I love Jeff Tweedy too. I, I love his uh, songwriting and his approach to. I love his approach to songwriting for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's but, on my list to get that book. Yeah. But don't tell a soul is definitely in my top Desert Island like record um i think i know the answer to this i'm gonna ask it if you had to pick a favorite replacements is it all shook down uh, that's what i think your answer is i uh well you don't, don't have to you don't have it's to really it. hard for me to decide between yeah. don't tell it's on all shook down the song all shook down sadly beautiful like the sad ones on there i really like I think overall more, I like more of the songs on Don't Tell a Soul. I like all the songs on both albums. Like every it's single It's hard song. because they're very, they're pretty, they're quite different. I think. Yeah, they so, are quite different. Yeah, so that it's makes weird, it like, more difficult. I feel like All Shook Down feels a little more up, up and down, up and down, up and down. And I feel like Don't Tell a Soul is a little more consistent, like yeah. sound wise, yeah. maybe. I And I really like, like the upbeat stuff on, on uh, All Shook Down is really, really good. My little problem. Don't you want to be my little problem? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Ben's, Ben's pretty upbeat too, and I like that one a lot. Little attitude. Yeah. When it began, I love someone take the wheel. Ben out of shape. Yep. Nobody, nobody. Nobody. Oh yeah, nobody. that's a great song. That line about the at the wedding isn't that the one with the like who went to the wedding reception and signed in the book or something? Oh man, what is that? Uh, Heartaches on your wedding day, double takes when they look my way. Knees oh, quake, yeah. there ain't a shotgun in the place. You like the frosting, just bought the cake. Your eyes can't fake, still in love with nobody. And I won't tell nobody, nobody, nobody. He's nobody. That she's still, the bride, basically the bride is still in love with you. The bridegroom drags you across that room, said I do, but honey, you were just a kid. Your eyes said I did. Still in love <laughs> with nobody. And I won't tell nobody. Take a look on your wedding night in your wedding book. See what name I signed. Love oh, nobody. Nobody. Yeah, so good. And on the last page, it says, love nobody. I won't tell nobody. Yeah, you're still in love with nobody. And I used to be nobody. Nobody. Not anymore. No. Yeah, so good. So, like, he has so many songs like that. Anybody who can use the same word over and over again 
within good lyrics is that impresses me. <laughs> yeah. And, and it means <laughs> right. something different each yeah. time. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's kind of amazing. And I, I think his, I think his solo records are so good. Like sonically yeah. too, like they sound really good. Like you had it, like they're kind of leaving the eighties, the late eighties production style mm-hmm. um, with these two records, which might've been a turnoff for some people too, you know, like, yeah, it was not that yeah. it was like a hundred percent like that. But for me, the songs and the energy and the performances are so good that it overcomes any like 80s album production issues, you know, like sound wise. And the remasters, I think, fixed some things. I mean, the remasters aren't like changing the mix or anything. It's just making it a little more punchy. But anyway, yeah, Ugh. if I was forced to choose at gunpoint between those two records, I would pick uh, Don't Tell a Soul. Yeah, I've chosen well. Would you would, would, would you would you go don't tell a soul or would you go all shook down? I would go don't tell a soul for the reasons you mentioned pretty much. I really like all shook down. I just I think don't tell a soul has not only is it it sounds kind of contradictory but it's more consistent but it also has more variety sort of in different types of songs too which yeah. sounds kind of contradictory. But, right. But yeah, I I really like both a lot. I got Don't Tell a Soul, and that was before All Shook Down came out, because I remember when it came out and I bought it. It was one of those ones where I got it, and I was like, hmm, this is different than Don't Tell a Soul. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it only took a listen or two, and then I was like, okay, this is this is fabulous. Yeah, so it's yeah. just different, a little bit different. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it reminds me a lot of you know his subsequent, his solo stuff, which I love too. Um, so... But yeah, I, I, if I had to pick, I would pick um, Don't Tell a Soul, which still floors me that people hate it as much as they do. <laughs> I don't get it. Did you listen to Under Grandpa Boy? Did you listen to yeah. any? I mean, is that? I yeah, I didn't. I, I don't like that. go back to those records a lot, but yeah. there's some cool stuff on them. Um, uh, what's there's one song that I really like off one of those. I want to say like I this maybe little... tried it, but just didn't. Just didn't. It wasn't because I didn't like it. I just you know there's so much. Yeah, I think Grandpa so much Boy I had was to listen to. It didn't grab me as much. No, um, no, I really, me either. I think the only one I have a copy of a physical copy is eventually. Um. Yeah, eventually. Which I I love. Mr. Rabbit is the song that I like. Um. What was that? What was that on? That was on it wasn't stereo. On eventually. Yeah. It was on stereo. Oh, I love that song. It's like this cool bluesy, like, um, I don't know if you can hear it. Yep. Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Rabbit. Oh, that's awesome. Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Rabbit. <laughs> that's, wow, that's that's really cool. That's different. It's it's really cool. It's just like a it's a very bluesy thing, and I think he played everything on the record and like just did it all in his like basement and i i really i really liked um i really liked it um i'm seeing it just looking at his wikipedia page i'm seeing some stuff i didn't know and it's wild stab i didn't know wild stab is a 2016 debut from american rock music duo the i don't cares oh is that paul westerberg and uh, juliana Juliana hatfield who i love yeah, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I knew that wow. was a thing, but I haven't like listened to it. See, I didn't time. even know. I I really like Juliana Hat- Hatfield a lot. Um, I like Juliana Hatfield too. I've listened to a lot of her solo stuff, and she she did a thing for a while where she was just putting out 
a track here and there on her website or whatever, you know? Um, wow. There's so much to discover. So stereo is the one that Mr. Rabbit's on. Yeah. I mean, Sue King gratification was a great record. That came out before, uh, after the stereo, right? Oh no. Yeah. Right before it says before 1999. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's written so just a lot of good songs. Those were in some of my poor group. days. That's probably why I don't know those. Yeah. <laughs> my poor days like and it, the internet was just becoming a thing then. So, <laughs> not But a, all these songs, this wasn't all available yet. Right, right, right. But the upside is so much, so much more to discover and listen to. Yeah. As, as yeah. time allows. <laughs> I'm on his page. I've, I've seen that. I think I might've taken a picture I, in Minnesota. It's got his star, you know, it's on, um, on the nightclub there where it's got all fat first Avenue in Minnesota. It's yeah. got the stars. It's got Prince. It's got Paul Westerberg. It's got you two. It's got all, you know, yeah. all the people, but it's special for Paul, right? Cause he's from, they're yeah. from Minnesota. So cool. Yeah, I think his solo records rock pretty hard too. Like actually. Oh yeah. The first, first song on 14 songs too. Knocking I've, on I've mine. Heard 14 songs. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Knocking on mine, Silver Naked Ladies, Things. That's a good song. Things, man, Things. what a great song. Things I want to tell you, how you make me feel, how you look to, how you look to me, and how good it feels. Things I don't want to tell you. Every little thing's all right. What I was before and where I was last night. Always things. All these things. Things I try to tell you but come out oh so wrong. Seem to feel pretty good. Seem to last pretty long. Things I don't want to tell you. Now there ain't no doubt you lit a fire in me. Can't seem to put it out. Oh, Always awesome. I packed. And then the end, he does this with the single word. This is like his single word thing where he takes that word. Where he takes one and word like and says it. Down the line someday, you'll be a song I sing, a thing I give away. Pack my things today. I pack mm. my things today. Things I'm bound to tell you like that dress looks great on you. I could use some breathing room, but I'm still in love with you. Things that never tell you down the line someday. You'll be a song I sing, a thing I give away. Hey, hey. Pack my things today. I pack my things today mm -hmm. I'm looking yeah. at the personnel and it's interesting because Matt Wallace does bass, percussion, drums, and backing vocals. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Joan Jett does backing vocals. <laughs> oh, bunch really? A bunch, bunch of other people. I mean, a ton That's of awesome. People. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought the Matt Wallace thing was interesting. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if there was any, we covered it the way I wanted us to cover it. We um, did this. We did. Justice. We have, <laughs> we have determined for every Matt's fan, what the best, best album, album is. Yeah. And why, why what is the best that replacements album it. and why, why is it don't tell soul? <laughs> now have we, now that we have decreed it, it is. I'm going to, I'm going to go into the forum right now. Canon. It is now gonna, in replacement. I'm going on the face. I'm going on to the Facebook forum right now <laughs> and saying that.
I'm just gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> just start some crap. I haven't been in the in the uh start some crap. Yeah. Get get get, get to trolling, buddy. Trolling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm I'm literally gonna post that. Uh <laughs> What is the what is the greatest what Matt's record <laughs> and why and is why and why is, is it, don't, it don't tell us all don't tell us all <laughs> you are go. gonna get ripped apart I'm ready for it you I'm are gonna just get ripped apart. <laughs> let's see your post is pending this they may Some, not allow yeah this. you it may not even get through that kind of post. <laughs> I'm gonna get wrecked. Oh for that. man, I, mean, fine. I do post um, sometimes on those things. It's like just to see what people are gonna say. I just need to. I'll find my few <laughs> my my people, and then we can say. Oh, by the way, there's a great podcast coming out that you're gonna want to hear. <laughs> the truth. The truth. <laughs> the truth has finally been. <laughs> the truth. Greatest record of all time. Okay. Well, we didn't talk about quite everything, but that's all right. We we didn't talk about when. The replacements got uh, banned from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Did you? Oh, was that? <laughs> and they were playing "Bastards of the Young." I think it was "Bastards oh, of the Young" was the song. I think that's a great song. I know he said, "Come on, fucker," to uh, Bob Stinson, and I think that's one of the reasons they got. I think that's one of the reasons they got banned. But I think they trashed the room, the green room. Oh yeah, because they, they actually in. played "Bastards of Young" yeah. on the first and, half. And, got super yeah. drunk. Oh, maybe it was the second song when they got they got this? super drunk the before they yeah. performed "Kiss Me on the Bus." Yes, "Kiss Me on the Bus." I got them banned. He's like, "Come on, fucker!" At the guitar solo, whatever. And Bob Stinson is wearing this like unitard or something. Does it have a picture of him? Like he's Probably. wearing like a they they. I guess they were, um, you know this because you read the book. They were known for like switching outfits and stuff, like during intermission and stuff like that. Was that in the? Uh, the troubled turquoise boys was that yeah i'm sure the turquoise boys uh, had that information yeah yeah i can picture his his uh what he had on oh my gosh they look like can you see it like can 90s... you, does it show his little <laughs> you may have to watch a video to see it but I'm pulling it, he, it up. he had on like a uh oh yeah i just pulled up a picture it's like a striped i think the rest of them changed clothes um, between those songs, and he put on some. It almost looks like a, a weightlifter type. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! I don't know if you can see it. Pictures I'm, I'm getting doesn't show it. No, it's glory. It's like a uh, orange and blue striped thing with like the chest full open, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Did oh you see? Man. It? Do you see a picture? I'm looking it? at. I don't see the. I see Paul's thing. Let me see if I can. Oh well. Far, oh, it's on far out. Oh, there's a piece of it. <laughs> he was totally wasted. Oh my gosh. Oh, Sam yeah, Paul. Now, yeah, that's after they switched clothes too. Oh, you can't very see. You can't see it there because he's got a jacket on. That's before. Um, oh god. Yeah, I can't get a good shot. You'll have to watch it at some point. That's hilarious. It's like got. It's like one of those things where it's like a whole body. It's all one piece, kind of like oh, a god. jumper. Like a woman, and then it's got the whole fronts open. His whole chest is open. It like goes down, you know, like sort of in a circular. It's got sleeves, but it goes no sleeves. It's like a tank top, but it goes down like into a like oh, all his chest is all open. 
and he oh, was yeah. just jumping all over the place. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just. <laughs> and then I guess Lorne Michaels was just pissed because they trashed the freaking, <laughs> yeah, the freaking room. They were. It was so replacements. Let me tell you. So. Yeah, it's very much a part of their. Uh, there and they were banned and then i think i I thought it said i thought something i read a while back said at one point they came back on the show but then something else i read said no it was paul westerberg came back like in the early 90s um oh yeah i could they were banned and then paul westerberg they he came back and poor bob passed on so yeah lots of good uh youtube um adventures for oh my gosh the listeners (laughs) if they want to go look so many the uh one where they did talent show was good too that was really good so and they actually played like they did like a reunion show like and i totally didn't go yeah Yeah. and i have regrets yeah it was Um, called something really clever oh back back by unpopular demand i think is what it was called something like yeah 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 and they were like they headed like some festival like or they were like one of the main acts at some kind of like kind of punk festival and i remember seeing it but i th- I may have the kids may have been kind of like really young at that point and it was like yeah. not something i could do yeah but yeah. boy if they ever do another one i will fly probably i'll go to, to see the them show. yeah if they do something else yeah sure yeah i would too i'm going to see death cab um oh are you yeah yeah, yeah the transatlanticism i'm actually mm-hmm. just they're finishing... gonna do that are they doing that album yeah yeah they're doing the entire nice. transatlanticism nice. album and they're doing yeah. the entire thing oh someone answered my i was gonna read this uh <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome this is like this live, is the, the first live. thing he said was you spelled tim wrong <laughs> that's nice nice no I, I appreciate that that's awesome that's an awesome response <laughs> that is an awesome response <laughs> that's great see i can deal well, with that i can do yeah with i could i could i could that, that. that kind of humor is respectable yeah yeah, that, that is respectable. <laughs> Man, last year I went to so many concerts. It's almost like I, uh, I'm i like, okay, I need to rest <laughs> for a little while this year. And Death Cab was one of the ones I almost went to and didn't. They were in Kansas City. I, I've never seen them. I want to so... say towards the end. I haven't either. I wanted to say towards I haven't seen the a lot end, of them, actually. Towards the end of last year, they were in Kansas City. And, or maybe it was early. Maybe it was really, no, it wasn't, it wasn't this year. It was last year maybe in the fall. And I just was like, yeah, I've spent so much money on concerts <laughs> and I'm kind of just like, okay, let me retool a little bit. Now, Pedro the Lion's here again. I saw him last through. year about this time and it was awesome. It was, uh, um, was it the control record? Is that what they were doing? Uh, it wasn't, they did a couple control tracks. This, that's what this one is. I think, I think it's yeah. control. They're doing that now. They're playing that album in full. No, it was Havasu had just come out. Are you familiar with much of their? I know stuff? the record. I don't know yeah. it like really well. Like I, I really liked Phoenix. Have you heard Phoenix? Ah, uh-uh. you should listen. Oh wait, to wait, Phoenix. wait. That's the or, last record, right? Yeah, I think it's called Phoenix. Isn't that the name? That's the name of the album. I'm pretty sure. No, it's about Phoenix. There's called... three oh, albums called... in a trilogy. Yeah, I might. I, it's quite possible I have it wrong. Uh, hold up. Yeah, you're. You might be right. I be think Phoenix. I'm yeah, right. Phoenix. I like Phoenix. My, it's and, called uh, my, Yellow it's Bike. Called... It's yellow bike is... oh that's have you heard that song yeah i yeah, love my... that song i one love that's what, like probably my favorite one but that album is really good and then they have have a sue that came out right before i saw him last year about this time uh, there's a song on uh phoenix called my quietest friend that's really good too but oh, yeah. anyway i think he said they're doing like a you know it's sort of like a 
I'll call it a trilogy because I think that's what he called it. And that's what he so did. Should, with, wasn't that the other? There should be another one too? coming out. What's that? I feel like his like control. There was um, like a trilogy of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He did a couple songs. He did Indian Summer last um, year. Well, maybe that was the only one he did. But oh yeah, yeah they're doing. Really they're doing. It's hard to find a friend and control. Oh okay, okay. Both of them. Yeah, I knew they were doing control. Now I'm kind of like I really prefer the smaller venues where I can get up close and really be immersed. I've changed so much just in the last few years. It's like, I want to get more involved in the music. It's like I'm a teenager. I want to be up there towards the stage. I want to move with the music and you know, feel it and you really get engaged. So um, I'm tempted to go, but I'm also, I'm also tired and have a lot going on. <laughs> so, but it's at a local <laughs> yeah. place here. It's at a place called the Record Bar. And it's like this, it's pretty small place. And it's, it's probably like, I haven't looked at tickets. It's probably 20 or 30 bucks. It's probably, probably not that much. It's not the old days, right? 20 or 30 bucks. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not that much. <laughs> that would have been like some big Back when tier act. Concerts were like four bucks or whatever. <laughs> I, I already have yeah. two laugh emojis on this post. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I love your question, but don't agree with your answer at the same time. DTS has some decent numbers on it. Okay. Okay. There's a little bit some of respectful uh, disagreement. There's a little bit there. of respect amongst the replacement forum members so yeah <laughs> and nobody said who yet so that's good of course it's a replacement yeah, no one said forum, who so no nobody's gonna who. say that that's right this is a this is a respectful math forum there you go yeah. oh i love it yeah you gotta watch my little uh my speed drawing i'm very proud I, of I it. i will yeah i got your link and I'll, i'm gonna watch it and i'll also put it in the the show notes thing and my instrumental i really i need to cover some replacement songs i mean i know you're kind of in between here you just did fom yeah february album writing month yeah. right for those yeah. for those who don't know what fom is and i don't do it but you know what i thought about it i thought about just even just doing the writing uh, just write something. Lyrics. Yeah. yeah i actually it's... followed it on instagram and i'm like maybe maybe i'll you know jump into this or whatever but oh man i had just because it just for the, the arts for arts sake you know yeah not that's like i know what i'm what doing right <laughs> so but um you just did that and i know i've tried to keep up on your many many posts <laughs> of songs and stuff because i love hard them. yeah it's um, okay <laughs> and i'm glad you're doing it doing a lot because you know, there's always something there for me to see i kind of followed while you were going through february and talking about some things and stuff so you want to talk about what you're doing i know you're doing some shows yeah, and stuff but what, um, what are you doing as far as music and stuff like working well, on new stuff and so all I'm, that? I'm gathering stuff for a new album i have a lot nice. of material and it changes kind of where i'm at and like uh, when i finally decide to kind of like coalesce that into a, i'm going to make this into a record i have a lot of unreleased stuff yeah. stuff that i've released as standalone uh like bunch of singles like i have this song time ain't on your side that is a killer rock number um another song called vicious kisses that were like these solo releases now the vicious kisses i've out. heard right because mm -hmm. that was on yeah that's a great song that was I love featured that one. yeah it was featured on in a couple different shows that was kind of post funky. i like that yeah 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 it's yeah. very it's uh, kind of inspired by lassie foundation and like oh nice yeah I my love bloody that. valentine like kind of mm -hmm. the shoegaze Mm -hmm. stuff Sweet. and then a more modern band called Mag magic wands it was like for one of these like writing companies like that was looking for music and it was just inspiring so i like a, i have quite a few songs like that that are i think are really good that i spent a lot of time on that were just kind of like put out into the ether and never were like coalesced into like a collection 
yeah. that I'm thinking about just like remixing, maybe remastering, uh, making them just as good as I can make them, like not really drastically changing anything and then putting them out as a single album, not like to re-record them or anything like that. But, um, and I like, I recorded an instrumental album. Honestly, when I put out my last album, which is Transitions, which I'm still mm-hmm. yeah, playing fabulous. on. And that's like a core of my songs that I'm performing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Uh, I had recorded what my original intent was to release an instrumental album. Cause I kind of thought my dad would be into that, you know, like, like having some like cool instrumental thing, which I still haven't released. So I did this thing during Advent, every day of Advent, I recorded oh, yeah. one live take of a song that I recorded into my studio mic with one mic and just played one time and it was just improvised 25 different like improvised uh, acoustic pieces and like i'm gonna i really want to put that out and package it into something and i don't know what that would look like right now so that's on my back burner uh like a kind of a like kind of how the 77s had sticks and stones which i love like it's probably one of my favorite 77 i there that's a band i still can listen to that's um, kind of up there with uh, <laughs> those two albums, the, the self-title, the the island, we'll call it the island record. Yeah, the island release. The island yeah. record and Sticks and Stones are are kind of like um, Don't Tell a Soul yeah. and All Shook Down. It's like, yep. I love, yep. yeah, these are both so awesome. Which one do I like better? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think that that is, uh, yeah, Don't This Way. Well, oh, man, what a song. That's like one of those songs oh where the guitar God. solo that, that is one's so a, holy good. Crap, that's one oh, of yeah, the saddest. A, that might be the saddest song I've ever heard. I mean, the, uh, you know <laughs> what? The self-title crap. record has some amazing, like really sad songs. Like, oh gosh, there's some frames without I photographs. Bottom line, oh, I, oh, oh I could gosh. laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that second half. The second half of the album. Oh yeah, has a lot of like yeah. Don't say goodbye. Don't say goodbye. I could laugh. I could oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude, that song but is it's not so funny. good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And I think was it you that told me that that record is so good. Was it you that he told doesn't me like that, that record. Mike Rowe didn't like that record? He I would like love and I'm gonna try to do this and I don't know if I'll be successful. I would love to get him to come on to talk and get you on to talk and get Chris Taylor. I don't know if you know who Chris Taylor is. I did I know that name. Him. He was he was in a band called Love Coma. Um, oh yeah yeah i'm familiar but to get chris on because chris loves the album too that self-titled the island the island record i'd love to get us all on to talk and be like why do you not like this record maybe he just <laughs> from, didn't like the production three or like... people who love it <laughs> right yeah you know <laughs> i don't know if i could get mike rowe on to talk or not maybe maybe, maybe. i know someone yeah. that contacts is I... they're doing a do you know about the whole um the reality rock uh, us kids um documentary have you seen that no no they're doing a they're doing a a documentary on the scene from like the 80s and early 90s wow. and us kids was the 77s a, are 100% uh, going to be a part of that us kids was a um undercover? it was the title of the first uh lifesavers album the lifesavers yes i was LSU undercover. Mike yeah. not yes it was yeah. another yeah, kids, like yeah that was a that weird because it had amazing. i think wasn't Mike stand like there was a bunch of people in the band at that point on us. Oh on yeah, us kids. It was yeah, like, yeah. I remember I had that cassette at one point. And they all broke out into their own band and it showed them all like on. And I was like, and I think Mike Stand was in it too, which was weird. Which, he might have been. I don't know. He might have been. I can't remember for sure. I just remember it was yeah. And then they kind of broke off into their own little 
little bands or whatever. No, I didn't hear yeah. about that. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome, that, that yeah. record, man, that record is so, so good. The 77's record is so good. Yeah, yeah. Man. It's one of my top albums. Yeah, I, I would love to do... I, Boy, if we could get him on here and then talk about how much we love it and then have him tell us. Well, why Chris knows him and I know Chris, you know. I've oh, awesome. So, I've talked and to him. So I know maybe I can maybe get him was the guy that the guy that booked all the shows and he had mm-hmm. this thing called Reality Rock. It was a really big Christian radio station. Um, I'm, I see him like a couple times a year at least. And they're interviewing all those guys. If they raise enough money, they're trying to raise $50,000 to make it. They've, I, I think they've raised 15,000 15, mm-hmm. of it. And yeah, it, if anyone's still listening, if any of this makes it in there, Us Kids documentary of the, the music scene. I mean, if you were a part of the Christian music rock scene ever, this will ha- be something something where the music was honestly pretty good. Not like what, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like there, there's oh, something no. about that saying. little, that yeah. scene in that place that at that time. In within that, yeah. It had like a something it's, really special. Those, going those artists were almost trapped in that little niche. It's like mm-hmm. they could have easily not been part of the Christian market at all. Yeah. And probably some of them would have preferred to not be part of that. Little, yeah. Within that, you know, not, not preferred to be part of that group or niche of people, you know, community, but within the Christian label thing, you know, I don't, I don't know. It was just a weird time. Like, you know, and there's only, I say a handful. I mean, it's a big handful that understand and can relate to like that time and that music, you know, the, we, the people who were raised kind of the way we were and, we're sort of looking for that that kind of super honest creative music yeah instead of like all the surface like the music that was being used as a tool to evangelize and stuff like that like they were doing like honest legitimate music you know and and messages and stuff like that that weren't just like a tool being used by religion or the church or whatever yeah i won't go too far down that sorry yeah (laughs) i started to go down that sorry replacements fans uh That's why I inherit the earth running. <laughs> That's for us. right. But, but yeah, no, uh, have you seen um th- this is again this wasn't nearly as awesome as that sounds like it's gonna be, but have you seen Electric Jesus? Have you watched that? I haven't seen Electric Jesus and I haven't seen the other I Jesus wanna movie say movie. Electric Jesus is on streaming. It's worth watching. You should check it out if you get a chance. Adding it to my list. Uh, I think John J. Thompson did a lot of the music oh yeah, yeah picking or the It'll be fun for you. It's fun for people like me and you who can like see the bands in the background who they have up like their little album flats and stuff like that. Uh, you know, so the 77s, it's got them up and at one point and it's got, you know, undercover and and stuff yeah. like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and it's so on point. A lot of the things that it's showing, it's like about this kid who's part of a Christian rock band and, and our message is supposed to be about bringing people to God and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of a yeah. tongue in cheek thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's free on some streaming thing, but I'll have to anyway. check that out. Anyway, I don't think it's going to be as awesome as what you're talking about. That sounds so awesome. So, so awesome. <laughs> I think it's going to be a really select good. few. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just definitely it. a niche group of people, but I, I think, think it's few, actually going to be a lot with... of people still because yeah. a lot of things were like, there was that really big Jesus movie that just came out uh man i don't know what it was called I forget what it's called current avatar 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus revolution. I don't think that was a, G a Jesus revolution. Jesus revolution. And a lot of stuff was just not in there because it was kind of focusing on sort of your bigger artists and not really, these are kind of like, they're kind of in this in-between space and it was much mm -hmm. smaller, but there were some bands like the prayer chain or, you know, yeah. mortal. There's some of those bands that kind of like switchfoot kind of came out of some of that, like, and they yeah. are, they rocketed out of that. Maybe yeah. kind of towards the end of it, Push Start Wagon was kind of at the end of it in the mid nineties. And we just, you know, we yeah. did play some churches and some youth groups, but then we we're mostly playing like in our second incarnation, there was zero of that, you know, like none of us were at all yeah. into doing yeah. that at all. And we always had a problem with the label Christian band. Yeah. Um, yeah. So have you heard of luxury? Did you ever? Uh-huh. Yeah. Dig luxury. luxury there, there's Flyer. like a, there's a documentary about luxury. <laughs> which oh, is kind really? of surprising it was pretty you good have friends that are artsy and have cameras <laughs> you was, should have a i guess it was a really good documentary i think it's on streaming free somewhere too but that one surprised me because i was like that's pretty niche in luxury <laughs> but but like you said if you've got friends who are artsy right and have cameras yeah so i think i saw you post something about this is way way off i think i saw you post something about the vegas nerve yeah the vegas nerve yeah oh yeah gonna, so you guys are going to do a show yeah, we're going to do a show. Yeah. This is, The band is really, it's such a great band. And uh, that's coming up at the end of April. And then we're going to play a couple more shows for sure. Nice. We tend to do this. Like we, we haven't played in 10 years. We played in college. We'll play and then we'll stop playing and then we'll play. And then we'll go away for five, 10 years. We're all friends. Uh, we just get busy and or, yeah. you know, it's just, it's always hard scheduling five people who are adults with mm. busy lives, but we all have been like showing up for practices and everything. So honestly, it's just like a couple of the guys have kids that are in sports. And so their weekends are like sometimes tied up with practices or games. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we're doing a show and great rock band. We're, we are a bar rock band, but we are also like, I'm not the songwriter. The songwriter's name is George Montemala. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. such a good songwriter, like ridiculous. You got to look up the Vegas nerve misery loves harmony on. Uh, yeah, for sure. On, uh, and, and I think the, Spotify. you say bar or rock band, that's a little minimalistic, I think for how good. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> like, me, a I mean, I just want to say a rock really band, good. but I know some people, yeah rock band is like we're pretty raw we're pretty garagey but we're also like pretty cool arrangements like yeah the band is just, absolutely none of us yeah. claims to be a great player like how people in radiohead or like wilco like where they're just these virtuosic players we're not but like as a band we're a pretty powerful rock band yeah. i don't know like we play like little clubs and bars you know, that's generally yeah. where we end up playing. And we just love playing. You know, we just like love playing together. The songs are really good songs. We have really good songs. Like he's a great lyricist. George is an amazing, amazing lyricist. Very influential to me, like in my writing and like like seeing him and watching his process, like for me as a as a songwriter, like taught me how to figure songs out. Like I remember like I was listening to Octung Baby trying to figure out how to play oh, yeah love is blindness and yes. i'm like there's no guitar in this how do he i play this? this yeah yeah and he's like you listen to the bass like, you know it's like yeah. he taught me like just like stuff like that like where i'm like i didn't understand like oh the lowest note is the chord it's like an a major or it's an a minor but like listen to that boom 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 and then that's the chord you could play yeah um so he was like that in my life like yeah yeah you know lots of people nice. have i've learned lots of things from lots of people but i was around him a lot playing in a band and 
like learning about being in a band and writing from him. So, but yeah, that's cool. So yeah, that, that band is playing, I'm playing and I'm writing and recording and I'm just finishing this death cab cover. I'm doing a Which one title and registration oh, yeah. off of transatlanticism. And nice. I did, I wanted to do one that was a little more like heavy, like a little more rocking. So it's a little faster and a little more like all like mm. there's parts of it that drive a little. Yeah, yeah. But I made my version like more all drive. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 it honors the original, but it's not like a straight cover for sure. That's what a good, I think I like covers that do that. I don't like covers that just sound like the original. Yeah. Anymore. If it sounds just like the original, you're like, okay. I could just listen to kind of what was the point? Like, yeah. Yeah. What was the point? Yeah. No, this and, is not that for it, sure. You know, it's like, uh, put a little creativity into it. Yeah. It, yeah. I'll, I'll try to remember nice. to send that to you. Yeah. Just for sure. You can hear, you can hear a rough demo of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love death cab. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go. It's been fun, man. Peace. As always. I love yeah, talking thanks, with you. Thanks for your time on your spring you're break. You're in the middle of spring break glory right now. Yep. I'm still <laughs> still loving my spring break. I, a few yeah. more days, maybe two days, and I'll start feeling the sadness of then you, uh, then, oh, it's the coming to end. an end. It's yeah, but an end, but then I have summer coming up in two months. You know, <laughs> That's right? So well, yeah. let's see, April, May. Yeah, basically two months. I'll be on yeah. my summer break. So what's that like? Does it work out? It's to like a month and a half. Basically, yeah, a month and a half. Yeah, it's it's that's nice. It's amazing. Sweet gig. It's a yeah. sweet gig. That part of teaching it's is not an easy gig. But yeah. if you if you right. like kids, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, you know, you can't beat the holidays, man. It's it's yeah, amazing. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm very very happy, and I get to be creative. And I have a particularly creative job where I'm doing my. I basically design my own curriculum. I'm not like an English teacher, a math teacher, where there's like everyone's doing this particular set of curriculum for this grade uh-huh. level. Like yeah. I can kind of do what I want. So it's, it's kind of awesome. I think that suits you. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it feels yeah. great. It feels great that it just like evolved into that for me. And I'm, I'm very happy nice. in my job. And um, the only other thing I would want to do is like, just make music full time. And I do yeah. make music all the time. So, yeah. um, and I mean, who knows? I mean, I love it if I had to like make my living off of it and I had to just like do whatever I had to do, like be in a cover band or wedding band to pay the bills, you know, I may not love it like I love it if I was doing that. I don't that's, know. I, I, that's I, something I think about all the time. I talk, talk to but my kids I, about I do, that. It's like, I do love If you were doing your passion as a job full time, you may not, I mean, there's certain things that go with a job full time, right? I think it could change a passion. Right. It can change the way you see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got to share that. I'm going to share this to you. Are you in the, um, <laughs> no. are you in the Paul Westerberg and the replacements? Uh, I'm group? not. You're getting lots of, I can only imagine though. <laughs> I'm for sure. That, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It'd be funny it's, though. It's, you know, you know what would be funny now? is if I like waited like a couple days and then I joined it and posted exactly the same thing or some, or something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sending oh, you the thread. I could, I could embellish a little, Hey, I'm a brand new replacements fan. And I, and don't tell a soul. It's, I, I could just say something. Like <laughs> They're like some idiot said that last week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Someone said, I am the minority in my belief that they never did a great record, but putting their best songs together would make two flawless albums. Huh. That's actually, That's I mean, 
Yeah. I don't agree yeah. with that, but I could understand how somebody would see it that way, except for the last two albums. <laughs> I, I think if you took those out of the mix, I could definitely see like somebody saying, listen, they never, you know, they're all kind of a hodgepodge of songs. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks for your time, man. Hope you enjoy the rest welcome. of your break. I yeah. me, I will. I'm going Keep to in enjoy touch. It. Uh, thanks for, you know, all the chat. So dude, always I love on the love record talking. and off the record. Right. Yes, that's right. Take care of yourself. Both. All right. Excellent. You too. Okay. <laughs> Peace later. Bye. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Are you pissed at us? Are all you replacements fans pissed at us? Do you think we're nuts? Do you think we're crazy? Do you think we don't know good replacement songs when we hear them? Well, you can jog on over to Post Punk Heartstrings on Facebook and leave a comment letting me know how disappointed you are with all of our assertions and conclusions in this podcast. I think it's pretty obvious that we both really love The Replacements and that we really value all of their albums. It's just that we happen to think that Don't Tell a Soul is the best. It's the most cohesive, full, consistent, well-rounded album by The Replacements. There, I said it again. I want to thank all of you who took the time to listen clear through to this point in the podcast. I want to thank those of you who have been here before and have returned to visit again. If you're not very familiar with The Replacements music, check it out, please. It's all over the place. It's not hard to find. It's a much-loved group, much-covered group, and you'll find all sorts of blogs and interviews and fan sites. And while you're out there searching on the internet, don't forget to check out Stephen Wesley Giles. I'm going to leave some links in the show notes. He's making all sorts of awesome music. As we talked about, he has a song called Paul off an album called L.A. Was Our Alamo with his band Push Start Wagon. And the song is a tribute to Paul and the Replacements. You can hear that song on one of my earlier podcasts. I believe it was episode number seven. I did a couple episodes, seven and eight, with Stephen Wesley Giles. And if you haven't heard those, I encourage you to go back and check those out. Meanwhile, like I said, I'm going to put links to Steve's music in the show notes. He's on Spotify. He's on Bandcamp. You should go support him. He does a very wide variety of music. He just got done putting together a couple cover tunes. One is The Postal Service, Such Great Heights. And the other one is title and registration, Death Cab for Cutie. And he shared those with me, and I really, really love them. I like his version of Such Great Heights better than the original. And title and registration, he just really took that one and ran, and I really love what he did with it. I'm fairly sure he will be releasing those somewhere sometime soon in summertime. So be on the lookout for those. You can follow Steve on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. He has a website. And again, I will leave the links in the show notes. I searched around for covers of the replacement songs from Don't Tell a Soul, looking for the one that felt just right for me to leave the episode with. And I came across the album called I'm in Love with that song. Various artists covering the replacement songs. The album came out in 1999, 10 years after Don't Tell a Soul, by the way. So I leave you with DM3's version of Rock and Roll Ghost. Peace to you all. Until next time, take care.
Oh, oh, oh.